Dongtini, episode 67. On today's show, Steffi and Simone finally answer their backlog of listener voicemails. Simone reads Amazon reviews of binders full of women. And Steffi just keeps bitching like dumb cunts tend to do. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Simone. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. Thank you, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm not watching the debates, because why would I do that when everyone on Twitter is talking about exactly what's happening in real time? Seriously, so, yeah. Did you see any of them? I, I, I was in dire need of a nap, and I you know, watched the last two and some of the vice presidential. Uh, and this one, I didn't even know it was on. I think I might have been more geared up for it, but I, just as I nodded off, I heard Greg turn it on in the background. I was like, no! because I knew I, could, I, could, I was missing it and I just couldn't bring myself at that time. But it was on foreign policy. So unlike the others that sort of covered a gamut of issues, I was like, I don't know if I can, you know, forsake my nap for an hour and a half on foreign policy. But I was pretty forsake confident that... Forsake your it, nap. <laughs> an hour and a half of foreign policy is a long time for a tired girl. So That's a really uh, <laughs> long time, to, even if you're interested in foreign policy. Even if you're interested and even if you're pretty sure Obama's going to fucking nail it um but yeah i saw the very end i saw obama's closing statement and at the end of it when he was done i said i love you <laughs> so in case anyone wasn't sure i would endorse president barack obama for president 2012 i think people might have guessed that was the case but um <laughs> just wanted to make that abundantly clear um, but Mitt romney looks like a lego man <laughs> like a lego man he looks he just like a Lego that helmet man. Hair. Yes, that hair that you could just pull off the top. I know. He does. It's kind of spectacular. He's so fucking creepy. I mean, he's creeped me out since, you know, four years ago when he was running. Like, he's so just kind of simpering. And <sighs> does that make sense if I say he's like, oh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, His eyes look so. like they're they're not even real. Like, he looks like one of those, he looks like a cyborg or something. Like, if he was walking down the street, I think I'd be afraid. Seriously, he's so inhuman and oh, but but gosh, I, I missed this part, but Greg told me about it. But I guess that uh, he had made some remark about uh, you know we have the navy's you know been you know you know under the, there's less naval ships now than there were in, since two thousand since nineteen seventeen, and then Obama just totally zings him and said. Uh, Governor Romney, I think you need to do your research, but uh, uh, we have a lot less bayonets and <laughs> horses than we did in 1917. <laughs> so, and then apparently Romney went red as well when he said. <laughs> Ooh, see, that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm interested in. Like, I can't stop. I've probably watched like 10 times that bad lip reading thing I posted on Twitter a few days ago where. Um, oh, yeah, those are amazing. It's, you know, the bad lip reading where it's all Romney, you know, talking to people, and it starts out with. Too many people are rubbing on their messy parts. Yeah. Now I know it feels good, but it's embarrassing and German. And like the kids are saying, just walking around saying that now because I'm watching so many times. And the next scene is him like shaking people's hands and he has his mouth open and he goes, the, the person doing the lip reading goes, oh, I saw. And like I, I lost I know, it when I, I watched that. that I coffee in my mouth and I'm like, <sighs> I'm gonna punch part. you in the back. I tamed two zebras and a parrot so named Mr. Future. 
you really got to memorize. You really have to show the people. It's not quite the same if you're just spouting no, random no. things. But when this is coming out of Mitt Romney's mouth because the lip reading is synced perfectly, uh, saying these ridiculous things that Stephanie is saying, it's it's quite remarkable. So we'll post some of those on the uh, on the website for sure. But um, but you're so into you're you're more into like just watching them sparring with each other in these debates. Is that right? Yeah, I'm. I really this is. This is my problem with working in an office is that I'm so much more tuned in to whatever is unsaid that's going on between people than what people are actually saying that I'm just right. distracted from actual work. And that's when I when I watch debates, I'm like picking up on like, okay, what's their subtext? What do you think is going on in their head? What do they really mean by that? What's happening here? What's the power play going on and and this, you know, on this topic and <laughs> Yeah. So that's it's but it makes me nervous too. Like it gets my blood pressure up, so I'm okay yeah, with yeah. not watching it tonight. Yeah, because yeah. I just had the worst weekend of my entire life. Oh no, <laughs> what happened? Saying, okay, I, sh I shouldn't exaggerate because everyone's alive and everyone's healthy, right? But um, David's in Japan. It sounds like maybe you wish that that wasn't quite the case. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be the root of the problem you. is that everyone is alive and well. <laughs> <laughs> and loud. <laughs> because, um, yeah, David's in Japan for 19 days finishing this movie, and so this is his third time he's been over there. So I've done this before where I work and the kids are here, but now I'm working from home, and um, my boss isn't so sure I'll be able to work from home. Like, I heard from my boss that my grand boss was like, we just don't know if Stephanie's um, going to get distracted while she's at home or not. And that, like, that really hurt my feelers. But um, I'm like, okay, I'm going to prove to them, you know, that I'm going to do a yeah. good job from home. But the stupid fucking internet won't connect. There's something wrong. I don't know. I have to keep, like, going in into the office and coming back. And I'm, like, showing them that I'm willing to come in. So that's a pain in the ass. But oh, the no. kids, like, you know, the kids are 7 and 10. And the 10-year-old is really good. But the 7-year-old, she's kind of high need at times. And... And, and emotive and emotional and cannot be reasoned with and it just triggers me you know so I think I texted you from the zoo the other day yes. where I was like oh she just had a big tantrum and I'm just trying not I believe to cry it was, I believe it was the worst tantrum of her career <laughs> <laughs> those were your words <laughs> yeah and I just I, and it's the mother-daughter connection where I pick up on her her frustration really well and it's hard not to internalize it and act on it too so it's right. just this constant wrestling of being the adult and going okay I want to freak out too and flop on the floor and make no sense as well that sounds really good right about now but I have to be the calm and reasonable one so yeah um, we established a sticker chart but it's like this is the other thing is that they don't like to sleep in their own beds when I'm home uh -huh. um, when David's here, like they know that he's going to kick him out and they can't get in here. But when David's gone, because I think it's because I slept with them when they were little babies that right. they like, they just feel like this is their property. And I, you know, I like it too. I'm like, you guys are really cuddly. You guys are like little bunnies, you know, sleeping in bed with me. And that's really sweet. But also you're taking up all this space. And then I always yes. wake up at 345 in the morning and then I go into one of their beds just because, <laughs> yeah, you know, because they sleep like starfish eventually. Like they're just all splayed out and you wake up and you have someone's wrist in your mouth and you're just like, mm. and so you stumble into the other room and then you, you know, can't go back to sleep for a while. So you know, just being sleep deprived and working and getting them out the door and on top of their homework and getting emergency earthquake kits and flu shots signed and all these projects that they have to do so 
um, yeah, parenting is hard is the moral of that story. But um, I'm doing okay. It's just like feeling like you're constantly being like hit with little ping pong balls. It's kind of how yeah. I feel right now. Because all I want to do is like be alone and watch a movie for just an hour or read or something. And, and you still just, have 15 days left of this. I have 60 days left. <laughs> Sorry to put it in mathematical terms. It's okay. It's okay. I can do it. No, it was, it was good because... Um, you know, I we got dinner with Kote on Friday, and then we went to the zoo with her on Saturday, and she was witness to the tantrum, and she's just like, I'm so sorry, Stephanie. Like, it was really nice for her to just be going, I'm so sorry, I understand, you know? Like, I was like, okay, yeah. that's all I need is that empathy, you know? And then my friend Matt Seriously. Barnhart was here yesterday, because he's tour managing for Bitch Magnet, and um, so we went and got ice cream, and he met the kids, and he was so sweet with them, and, and so he helped me not be sad. But then, while we're sitting on a bench, a bird came along and shit on both of us. Oh. <laughs> wow. And I was like, I think that's supposed to be good luck. He's like, fuck that. <laughs> he was really I know. Pissed. That's what I think about, because uh, my mom, I remember she got some brand new shoes on for Christmas and on Christmas morning we went over to my uncle's house and she stood in fresh dog shit and she was so mad but then she kept trying to tell us oh, they say it's good luck you know like it rains on your wedding day it's good luck a bird shits on you it's good luck it's just more bullshit of people trying to spin a bad thing and pretend it means something good it's like no you just got shit on you just stood in shit it's raining and your wedding is ruined you know just <laughs> and your marriage is going to end in 17 months <laughs> <laughs> That's not the rain's fault. That's because you have emotional problems. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, gosh, that 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 really really sucks. Yeah, I appreciate the that. That's the all I need to do. The shit uh, is the shit on the cake. <laughs> as they it say, totally was. They it was like such a perfect picture. Oh man. But how was your weekend? Well, on the subject of weddings, I went to a wedding. Uh, my friends uh, Mike and Marika uh, were married oh, at a country them. club. Yes, so um, so it was a it was a really nice wedding, and Marika had a beautiful dress, and and Mike was very um, uh, how should I say? He's just not very down with just norm, social norms and understanding how weddings right. function so this whole event was you know it was a big effort for him just trying to understand things like he asked Greg texted Greg the, the day before much like uh, we talked about Matt Dwyer was asked to be best man the oh. day of or the day before yeah, Greg was asked to stand in, in the to match the bridesmaids so oh. <laughs> and, and yeah so so the day before Greg gets a text like can you do this you don't have to do anything you just have to stand there I'm so sorry like oh, just this so whole cute. thing but he held up very well and I was really impressed but um, it was a lot of fun and a lot of dancing and um and uh, yeah, and then uh, Clownvis Presley played, which was so awesome because having Clownvis play at a wedding is fantastic. And Clownvis, for those who don't know, uh, uh, did our Dongline song. So, you know, call three, two, three, three, three oh, dong. dong. That's, uh, that's Clownvis. So Clownvis performed. And I, um, in the afternoon before the wedding, I went uh, to see my friend who is a hairstylist. And I do my hair in beehives a lot, but, you know, it's a, mm-hmm. a special event. So I wanted it done really well because the mess back is always kind of a mess when I do it so um <laughs> so I, I I went and had my friend Dawn do it and uh so it was fabulous and big and just bigger than oh, I ever get it and uh, you know, she knows what she's doing and she put hot rollers in first so anyway so I go I'm like I have such big hair it's awesome but fucking clownvis had bigger hair than I did so yeah <laughs> I was outdone did. in the big hair department so I'll put the picture up of me and clownvis and his bigger hair than mine so that was upsetting Ooh. but um 
Um, we should also, post on dongtini.com. We should post Clownvis when he was on America's Got Talent. Or oh, is that yes. the show he was on? Yes, yes. It was so good because then it he sparred great. with Piers Morgan and Sharon Osbourne. They yes, got really he totally <laughs> gave, it to, gave it to them and they were not prepared for that. Nope. So, yeah. And, um, <laughs> and so also, uh, I, uh, and this is the beginning of, uh, of, uh, of our listener uh, follow up, I guess, episode, which uh, it just turned out we've had a lot of. Uh, a lot of bits and pieces to cover that are that are that are going to be filling the rest of this episode. So um, I met on Thursday actually. Um, it was Neil Hamburger's fifth anniversary show at Spaceland in LA Yay! or Satellite now. So um, yes, yeah, so it was a big big event. And uh, yeah, so I met uh, uh, from Canada. Um, Mike's friend uh, Craig came down, and I was introduced to him. I guess I'd briefly met him or seen him before when I'd been up in Canada. But it was funny because Mike said, "This is Craig," but it was loud, so I was like. Greg or Craig? I was like, which one is it? Greg or Craig? I can't keep up with all of your boyfriends. <laughs> but I just loved that it came because I really couldn't tell if you said Greg or Craig. So anyway, so Marty, I, was to Craig. I always wear a suit to the office. <laughs> what's, 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 that, what's the brother's name? Uh, oh, I'm forgetting too. Oh my god. Time to change that. Dave, oil. Dave, Dave, Dave. What are you wearing? Yeah, yeah, Dave? yeah. That's it. Marty, I always wear a suit to the office. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I, so I let, uh, met Craig, and turns out he's listened to every episode of Dong Teeny. So that was like, what? That's so that was nice. super exciting, and he was so nice, and you know, I could tell he was well versed. One of his favorite things ever was the um, the call I did um, to Taco Bell to the lady who had written a letter to the newspaper in Chico about Taco Bell in episode three. Like he's still like talking oh. about that. So <laughs> I should repost I that. It was pretty awesome when that. I. Oh my god, I should put it up in the episode again because it was pretty awesome. But. Anyway, uh, yeah, and actually, episode three has been taken down, listener, because we were still, you know, getting our bearings at that point. Because we suck. So you can't just be like, oh, I should check that out. No, it's not there. But uh, anyway, um, but anyway, so everything was fine with listener Craig, and we were having a great time, and he was very, very excited and supportive of Dong Teeny. But then, as he was saying goodbye at the wedding last night, he said he had one beef, and his Uh beef was that Uh-oh. he disagrees with me about Brandon Walsh being an asshole. Oh, that's hilarious. Yes, and I was like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I just fucking went on bullet point after bullet point about all the things. You know, what about when he did this? What about when he did that? What about when he cheated on his girlfriend and he like bullet goofs point. off on his job at the peach bin? He's got a drunk driving conviction and a gambling problem. I just went on and on and on. And then, and, then, um, and then our friend Lee, also visiting from Canada, was just there to back me up. It's like, thanks, Lee. And so, um, and then, but then Craig admitted, he admitted that he maybe he was just into Brandon's arrogance and just the, the idea that he gets away with this. And I was like, well, that's entirely different, but he is a bad person and that needs to be, you know, realized by all. So I, I challenged him to listen to, to watch the first four seasons and then I would have him on a guest and we would duke it out. So- <laughs> <laughs> I'd listen to that. <laughs> yes. So I was like, I'd probably wow. tune in. Yes. So, so thank you, Craig, for sharing that. But uh, it's on. So <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, speaking of confrontations, um, oh. Stephanie, today what happened? I had a confrontation today because um, I'm I was invited to be part of this um, secret Facebook group where it's a lot of people who are Christian authors. Um, Rachel Held Evans is one. She was on the Today Show today, actually, because she did this year of biblical wom- womanhood where she like 
you know, camped out already. on the lawn and, <laughs> well, during her period, and she called her husband master and did all these things for a year, and you know, oh. kind of to kind of to show it was all bullshit right so but it's these people have like christian publishers and so they they can't like be their true selves in public forums which is sad but um, for some reason i'm part of this and and they're like oh i can't post this on my wall i'm like fuck i can (laughs) because i don't care but anyway um there's this one girl on there who um didn't appreciate how i was like oh i heard this story where um, a man is suing a hospital because he feels like he was sexually assaulted by the female nurse because, um, you know, he felt her breasts against his back. And then, um, yeah, yeah, it was something like that. And um, so I was putting that on there and people were like, ha ha and leaving comments like, oh, this is a complaint that he has. And then this one girl um, said, I don't see why this is so funny. What's so funny about this? He's cl- He feels like he was sexually assaulted. <laughs> And I was like, all right, because this is a pattern with this person. Like, she kind of keeps coming on and, and doing the... There's, okay, there's just nothing worse to me than a stereotypical humorless feminist. And this yes. is who she is. <laughs> and so I was like, duh, it's just funny. And, and she goes, well, you know, I guess I'm a wet, wet blanket, but I don't really care in this forum. I'm like, yeah, you actually are a wet blanket. And... And the reason that I feel that is is because you seem condescending to us and judgmental, and it makes me not want to have a relationship with you. So everyone else on the forum, like, like they kind of froze up, and they're messaging me, and they're like, don't, don't, what are you doing this for? I was like, she needs to hear it. You know, we all yeah. talk about this in private messages. <laughs> like, no one will say it to her. And, and so she got defensive, of course, and that was fine, because, um, you know, what else are you going to do? But I was like, I just want, you know, the thing is we need to feel safe here, and I... And I can't open up with you if, if you're going to be condescending and snarky. It just, I go, it just didn't feel invitational when you said, I don't understand why this is funny. Like, what would have been better, I think, um, for me as far as, like, a friend, on a friendship level is if you had said, gosh, this makes me uncomfortable that you're laughing at this. Um, can you tell me a little bit, a little bit more about why it strikes you as funny? You know, like, that yeah. would have been great, because there's, you know, some dialogue that can happen rather than her just kind of bombing the thread and going, you people are immature and mean, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so people were kind of commenting, and she and I were going back and forth, but it was going really well. And um, so we're working it out, and people are like, hey, how about those debates tonight? And I'm like, hey, you guys, we need to work this out. And, and it ended really well, and, and people oh, are like, good. wow, I've never seen that happen before. And I'm like, well, this is how it's done, you know? You just have to talk about it, and and both yeah. sides be willing to be wrong and and you know and and then I friended her on Facebook like I didn't want to be her friend ever before and then like right. she was she ended up being so sweet about the whole thing I was like oh, I think she is a safe person after all so I sent her a friend oh, request that's so, <laughs> so nice I know so I thought that was kind of lovely around. yeah yeah, yeah, it's hard to get to that point with people. I mean, you're basing stuff oh. on just random comments that people leave. It's not, yeah. it doesn't ex- explain how they are, you know? Yes. So, yes. But, I mean, there are a lot of people, and sometimes, you know, is it always worth getting to the bottom? Exactly. <laughs> that's why, yeah, I was like, it's, is this worth it? Like, that's why I never brought it up with her before, but, like, yeah. it was feeling like an issue. So, but, I mean, it's risky, you know? It, to I was going to say, it's a big risk, you know? Do I want to even go yeah. there? And Because you're, you're going in with the hope that you can turn this around, and then if you just make it worse, it's like, ugh. And then, it, like, I hate when exactly. you get into those things and it haunts you into you, like, you'll be sitting at dinner, like, far removed from the computer and trying to have a conversation with somebody. And this internet thing is like haunting the back of your mind and you're just trying to act like nothing's going on and kind of nothing is because it's so irrelevant to your real life yeah. but it's still 
the same like, time everything you. is going on. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it ha and then it turns out that she's had like estrangement from family too, and and I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, you're probably like me, like abandonment issues, probably color like every interaction you have on some level, and. And, you know, I was like, maybe we can process this together, or trying to reclaim worth and identity. <laughs> so, it ended up good, but, um, yeah, I know what you mean. That it just is something that can stick in your head, and you're like, is it even worth going to this place with this person? And, yeah. Um, so that was a risk I'm glad I took. But Very good. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Well, it was her, too. Like, if she hadn't been so nice about it and gone, gosh, I'm really sorry. You, you know and I didn't know I came off that way and I was like yeah. I'm sorry too because I probably I'm probably a lot to I, I go I know I'm a lot to take because I have these you know <laughs> opinions and I'm um I was like I'm sorry you know I want you to feel safe with me and I don't want to you know seem like any anyone who's going to bite your head off and I go I want to apologize for like being really direct I hope that I wasn't you know I, I actually wish I could have been more gentle yeah. But she said it was okay. And then some other guy from the thread messaged me, and he's like, tell me more about your husband. Um, I don't think you'll be offended if I say that I think it would take a really special person to be your partner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he's um, wheelchair-bound and severely retarded. <laughs> I just run ramshod over him. <laughs> Uh, so, did we get a text from listener Mary? We did, and in this text, maybe if, if the the person involved, maybe the only the best they could hope for is to get a boob on the back. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just just short and sweet. But uh, so, listener Mary overheard this while um, in line getting coffee. Yeah, mm. it's the worst thing ever. Her fuck buddy's in town, and she has her period. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Juicy. <laughs> I know. What a thing to say loud enough for other people to hear. So, yeah. Thank you for that, Mary. Short and sweet. So, yeah, listener, you can send us texts as well to the Dong line. 323-301-DONG. Oh, Dong is a wiener. <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, thank you for that, um, listener Mary. Um... I also had an email from uh, listener Andy. And listener Andy is my friend, uh, my friend Andy, who I've known for shit a really long time uh, through Mr. Bungle Faith No More fandom. And anyway, he uh, he said, I'm listening to the latest episode of Dongtini and I need to make a few points about the Taco Bell news segment. Uh, <laughs> Mountain Dew originally comes, this is when you mentioned that there's that new Mountain Dew uh, AM oh, yeah. drink. Yeah. She said, Mountain Dew originally comes from Johnson City, Tennessee. It was made by the same company that makes Doctor Enough, the lemon-lime soda that I've shared with you. It's not a Dr. Pepper clone. The original bottle had a hillbilly holding a jug of moonshine. <laughs> Mountain Dew is an old nickname for moonshine on it. Uh, so, yeah, it was originally made by Rednecks wow. for Rednecks. So uh, they sold the recipe to Pepsi back in the 1960s. Because remember, what did you say? It was uh, Nectar of the Tods is what... Yes. Um, <laughs> It's what uh, Adam Carolla had called it. So, yeah, yeah. so that was explaining that. It was made by Rednecks for Rednecks. Um, <laughs> so is. <laughs> so thank you, Andy, for that information. Um, but uh, And then he goes on to say this. I consider myself Southern, and no one I know uses Coke to refer to all sodas. That must be really? an Arkansas thing. Yeah. Interesting. So, where, where is he from? 
he's from Johnson City, Tennessee. So oh, it's like okay. uh, Eastern, Eastern Tennessee. It's actually closer to the Canadian border than it is to Memphis from uh, from that uh, that point in Tennessee. Oh, that's funny. Which I found fascinating because I, I was surprised because he had never been to Memphis and I was like, I can't believe you've never been to Memphis. <laughs> and then he sends me a map with like this, like a circle showing like the distance between uh, Johnson City and the uh, and the border and another circle showing the distance to get to um, <laughs> to get to Memphis so that oh, I can see so that it is, it is it is further. So, um, yeah, so that was interesting. But he also took issue. And I have to say, I almost corrected you at the time because huh. he's mentioned this to me. Before, oh, he, I think he'd mentioned it. I I don't know if he was saying it to me or to somebody else, but the pronunciation of uh, Appalachian, because you said Appalachian, and I said Appalachian, and a lot of people say Appalachian, but since he's from there, apparently it's Appalachian. Yeah, but you don't want to be from Appalachia, so you don't want to say it like you're a local. (laughs) 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 To be perfectly honest. I'm sorry, So so you're like, so that's... And I'd love to drink Mountain Dew with you. But yeah, you pronounce it differently all over the South. I know that. And I'm like, weird, like, nuts like the um, pecan. Like, how do you say the word P E C A N? Do you oh, have a. How do I particular... say it? Yeah, how do Australians say it? You'll laugh. It's really, I think, kind of gross. Um, we say pecans. Because <laughs> because every single pronunciation for, for pecan or pecan is, is legit in the South. Like, you can oh, say really? pecan, pecan. Pecan, or and now I'm losing track <laughs> of all the varied ways, the four ways to say it. But yeah, like that's another weird thing about the South is that you can say it anyway, depending right. on where in the South you're from. So I don't know. Do um, you know about nougat? Yeah. Well, in Australia we say nougat. 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 That's so elegant. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind then- of fabulous. We say fillets for, for fillet, so it's like the reverse. Fillet. I, I don't know if we do that with that. everything or if we just call fillet a fish in, in, in at McDonald's, because you guys say fillet of fish, right? Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I always grew up knowing it was fillet of fish. I don't know what it's like when people go to the butcher or the, the fish market to get fillets but um, or chicken fillets, but because uh, uh, I don't buy those things because I don't eat meat. But um, yeah, so if any Australians would like to clear that up on what you get for fillets or fillets, please let me know because I'm clueless in that department. So Anyway, so thank you, Andy, for your corrections. And anyone, please uh, uh, be welcome to uh, email or call the dong line with your corrections. and Or you can also speak them into a man's penis. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay, so um, we had Anonymous Dong Doctor follow-up from last week. We did. My friend, the Anonymous Dong Doctor, um, messaged me while he was listening to the last episode. And he goes... I'm laughing. Listen let's to explain. Simone. Let's explain that oh, I was oh. astounded that because in his in his information that he gave us, the patient was holding their dong for him to burn the wart off of it. So I and I was astounded that a patient would hold their dong. I didn't feel like a patient <laughs> does more than turn their head or sort of follow a simple instruction. I actually hold something down while somebody does something. I felt that <laughs> wrestle was it right. to the ground. Yeah. So go Put on. So, so this on is a, yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is his response to my reaction. He writes me and says, I'm laughing listening to Simone's surprise that the patient stretches their own dong. It's actually the norm. They don't want any more people in the room than there absolutely needs to be. They willingly stroke, pull, stretch, and extricate their own dongs. I see this one guy who has the smallest dong that I swear I I would need tweezers to get out of its inversion. 
guess what? He pulls out his own dong when I need to burn warts off of it. And so then, I didn't send you this part, but a little bit later, he goes, whatever you do, don't Google K-O-R-O if you have work to do. The treatment for this condition, honest truth, listed in the medical textbooks is a blowjob. So, you guys have some work to do. Um, K-O-R-O is the word that um, you can Google and waste about four hours. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Um, now I had, as we know from the, as probably most of you know from the second presidential debate, uh, Mitt Romney made the gag about, we well, didn't make a gag, he was making a point, but it became a gag, a meme of, uh, oh, yeah. uh, binders full of women, which, you know, I think, you know, exhausted itself, but, you know, I do like to read reviews, so these are some Amazon reviews that people have written about <laughs> Avery Binders, <laughs> Oh, good, good, good. following up from that, so, um, uh, this one reads um, by Bazinga, a presidential candidate's choice is the choice for me. As a woman, I am not adept at making decisions that concern me, so when I need the right choice, I turn to the presidential candidate that knows, one with prideful experience in this department. I don't want to be filed away in an inferior, confusing electronic doohickey that I couldn't possibly understand, or heaven forbid have a man ask and listen to my ideas, I'd much rather rely on this top-of-the-line 1980s-style Avery durable binder. It's the choice America can trust. My education, my ideas, my opinions, my choices, please, please keep them safely stored away here and far away from the men that might fear them. I mean, want to use them in, in, in to never hire me someday. <laughs> I'd write more about this most useful product, but it's time I hurry home to make dinner. <laughs> and um, this one is by uh, a gentleman, it appears. Uh, not as useful as the trap her, keep her. Uh, is that a reference to a product Trapper called the trapper keeper? keeper? Yeah. <laughs> so this is by Sabriel. Uh, maybe it's just my women, but they don't seem to want to fit into the space I've designated for them in this binder. They keep sticking out over the edges, even getting away, getting away in some cases. I thought using clear glass ceiling page protectors would help, but it doesn't seem to slow them down anymore. Glass ceiling page protectors. I know, I love that. I'm going to have to resort to some more severe three-hole punching to keep my women in line and maybe switch to the trap her, keep her. <laughs> And then finally, um, as a wife and mother, I love this binder. Sorry, this is called Wow, I Feel Secure by Lebo. As a wife and mother, I love this binder. It keeps me in my place and allows me to get dinner ready on time and costs 72% (laughs) of more masculine versions. Some people might think it's sexist, but sheesh, I'm not binding my feet, just my brain. Extra extra bonus, if you sit on it just right, it can act as an effective method of birth control. Full disclosure, I submitted this under my husband's account with his full permission. He is the head of our household and the owner of the binder. Oh my god, that's good. (laughs) These people are so awesome. Yes. I always like I'm so like behind on these things like people's people you know when they start doing these stuff I'm, I, I'm never on top of it um, now you wanted to I always I'm, uh, yeah like I'm, I'm on to it for reading it but not for like contributing but, oh right um, <laughs> now uh, you wanted to talk about uh, listen to Emily and Micah's podcast Yes, we have um, these listeners, Emily and Micah in Philadelphia, and they're married, and they have a little one-year-old baby girl named Nico, and they have a podcast called Talk Time, and it makes me laugh so 
hard that I need to put on an adult undergarment every time I listen to a new episode. <laughs> no, um, not really, but I probably should. But um, they crack me up. I cannot describe how funny I think they are. And, you know, when they sign off, she says things like, I'm going to go into the kitchen with a pad and pen and write down my first name with all the last names of my ex-boyfriends now. <laughs> He's like, yeah, and I'm going to go on Facebook and look at the pictures of all my ex-girlfriends and see what they're up to. But they, they yeah, no, they're they're so freaking funny the way they they kind of play off each other. And um, they have these neighbors that they hate. And um, a few weeks ago, I can't remember which episode this is, but I will put it on dongtini.com if anyone wants to go to that for this episode, then they can listen to it because um, their neighbors were having like a trivia night. Um, and they were oh, doing dirty dancing. <laughs> yeah, they're doing dirty dancing um, trivia. And so they were gonna like call out and ruin all the, all the answers. And, and it um, and so before they could do that, though, they go. The party just took a, a serious turn where they're um, they're reading letters from people in, in um, prisoner of war camps um, over in the Middle East or where you know. And, and so it's like a social justice meeting and. So Emily, Emily decides to ruin it by she yells out the window and you can hear her do it. She goes, "No one puts baby in the corner like that." <laughs> it was just so good. I'm just like, yay! They're messing messing with the you know bougie neighbors who are like really so yes. important. <laughs> it's just the best. But um, they're so much awesome. fun. They're so much fun. It's talk time, and their news guy is Micah's coworker who has um, Asperger's syndrome and he, he loves Us Weekly and he, he memorizes it and then calls in and tells them. So they play his voicemails every week for your entertainment news. <laughs> and I love that so much. So there's That's my plug great. for Talk Time. Excellent. <sighs> listen to Talk up. Time, people. I need to listen to them more. I've heard a few, but not, not all of them like you have. Um, the Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner reminds me that my favorite meme out of the Romney Binders thing was, oh. it was a picture of Patrick Swayze. It says, Nobody Puts Baby in a Binder. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's my favorite one. Oh, um, now, lastly, we've had this call from listener Michael for a while. Um, so here it call is. Well, it is Michael Nowak, your Facebook friend and Dong Teeny listener. Demone, uh, I saw Neil Hamburger and Buffalo's excellent show. Just fantastic. We were laughing the entire time. Um, I had one funny thing to tell you about about that show, though, um, and then maybe an idea for something to talk about uh, on your show. So the first two comedians um, went up and everything, and they did their act, and and I was like, oh, i got to go to the bathroom. Should I go now or should I hold it or what? My girlfriend's like, oh, just go real quick. So I go in there. I'm going as quick as I can. I wash my hands. And as I'm getting the paper towel, I hear, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Neil Hamburger. And everyone starts clapping, like, right as I'm drying my hands. I'm like, oh, crap. Well, the way this bathroom was, if, like, if you were Neil on stage looking out at the crowd, um, the bathroom was, like, to his right. Um, like, if you just, if he would go straight there. But the thing was, the, the very short hallway that he would come out of would be if he walked toward the bathroom but made a right down that hallway. He would come out from right there. So I'm like, oh, crap. You know, he's probably going to be, like, coming out as I open this door. So, so I open the door. So 
everybody is staring at that spot though because that's the only spot that they can see is where the, the bathroom door is open which is right next to the other doorway that you would come out of so i open this bathroom door to hurry out everybody's clapping and i'm like having bucks to my feet which is right up against the stage so it looks like i'm <laughs> looks like i'm the one coming out of the doorway and that i'm walking out right directly to the stage thing so i just start waving to everybody <laughs> and and, uh, and and literally i think like half the people there in the entire place thought that i was neil hamburger and had no idea what I was doing and everything i was like blowing kisses and waving and i got like up to the stage and just sat right down in my seat but anyway the question would be um or something for you two to discuss is have you ever had like an embarrassing situation like that where suddenly you were the center of attention um, in an entire place or something and did you get embarrassed did you care or whatever but anyway I will listen to your answer have a good one ladies bye well, thank you, Michael. Um, uh, the reason I didn't we didn't get to this right away, I, I, it's like, of course, a million embarrassing things have happened to me. I'm easily embarrassed. I, I've been a teenager. That accounts for a lot of it. Um, but, um, you know, getting embarrassed. But my embarrassing story that I thought of was from being a teenager. But in, I don't know how this started, but, you know, it's the early 90s. Family Matters was a popular show. Everyone liked Urkel. And um, some, at some point <laughs> oh, no. in my drama class, I had done a little Urkel impression. You know, hey, did I do that? And um, I had this local impression that I would do for my family. Somehow I did it once in class. And um, I think we just did a short thing in class. And I had the whole Urkel walk and everything that I could do. And... Um, yeah, so we did it for something in class, and that was fine. That was done. Then we had this thing where each class had to do a presentation or something in front of the assembly. And when it was my classes turn, my homeroom class, not my drama class, um, they decided to do this thing where we were on a spaceship with a bunch of celebrities. And so um, they were deciding all these, you know, things that, that people could do. And then people were like, Simone, do your Urkels. So... Yeah, so I get these like blue pants and suspenders and like a red, you know, oh, top oh and like these big glasses and in front of the whole assembly of like 500 kids, maybe 600, yeah, it's probably more like 600, I go across the stage, I fall over in front of everybody and then do the whole, did I do that? And then I, 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 um, yeah, and I make some joke about Uranus that somebody wrote, and it was horrible. Like nobody <laughs> laughed. It was really bad. And my sister, oh. like I was, the, I was in year nine, and so that was like uh -huh. the third year of the school, you know, at the of the middle school. And my sister was in year seven, and I could just sense even from that era that it was just humiliating even to oh. her. My biggest champion, Bunyan, knew. I hope she remembers this, and I'd love to hear her. I've never asked her about how it went or what oh, she thought if she remembers this. No, it was. I just oh, knew it was bad. I didn't trauma. need to hear a report. So yeah, so this Urkel thing was just like I had to go through with it once it was going on, and I didn't. It wasn't my yeah. idea to do it, but yeah. So I was Urkel in front of the whole or well, half the school, mm. and it was horrible. Mm. So that, oh. that's probably one of the most embarrassing things that I ever did. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I fell over. I mean, I mean, it was supposed to, but I mean, doing a yeah. fall over. It's a big. It's a big uh, physical comedy move, so it better work, and it didn't. Are there any <laughs> pictures that you have? Fuck of you no. in the outfit or anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> As if you would post them if you did have them. <laughs> I probably would, because that's the kind of champ I am. But uh, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's my spirit. story. Oh, <sighs> okay, well, I guess that about wraps things up. Do we have anything else? 
Nope. Just tell the listeners to buy their dildos and cat food at Amazon and click through Dongtini. Um, anything? Oh yeah, call the dong line. Um, <laughs> what's the dong line? Three two three dong dong. And yeah, we love you. And until next time, bye, Simone. Bye, Stephanie. Bye.
This podcast operates independently in partnership with FeralAudio.com, an artist-friendly podcast collective. This artist reserves the rights to their materials. Visit FeralAudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 